foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzliff. As we talk about discernment, Janie, I want to take us to Matthew 7.1. It says, Judge not that you be not judged. And that is the scripture that shuts the mouths of Christians today. We don't understand what Jesus is saying in this verse. And so we accept the world's interpretation of what that means. And I think probably what we need to amplify with that is just kind of a one-liner understanding. And that is, we can never judge for the purpose of punishment. We never have within ourselves the ability to condemn or condone as far as a person's eternal standing. So we look at that and our heart is fearful, maybe on the good side of fearing the Lord and not wanting to violate what we think is a command to even have an opinion of right or wrong, truth or error, which God commands that we discern. Well, and the word judge is the word discernment, right? I mean, in the Greek, isn't there different words for... Well, and this is, yes, there is. The word to judge with condemnation is the word krino, K-R-I-N-O. Now, you add a prefix to that, dia, or another prefix, ana, and those are the prefixes that is placed before the word krino that now indicates how to discern. Oh, okay. And so when you talk about onocrino, you're really talking about investigating. You're talking about to make a decision after you have examined. And you may have to question or inquire or even scrutinize the situation or the person's actions, their words, their attitudes, to really know how to discern truth from error, right from wrong, rightly dividing the Word of God, because that is really the goal that we're seeking in this, not to condemn somebody because we don't have that authority, but we need to realize, do we want to listen to this person? Do we want to follow their words that they are saying? And so we need to recognize exactly what the adjectives are that describe the gift of of being a discerner. Okay, so when you say um, onocrino and diacrino, these are words like to investigate, to analyze, to question, to inquire. So when we use those words, those are words that require something of us, right? Absolutely. And the Lord said in 1 Corinthians 5, he said, you're to judge or discern within your own household, your own body. I will judge the outsiders. And then he says, 
put away this man that is in this immoral sin. Right. So there was a definite direct command to the body of Christ, to the membership of a church, to deal with this person, not to condemn them, but to punish them from the point of alienating them from fellowship when they were in rebellion. Well, we've become a church of inclusion. We want everyone to come in and feel loved. And there's no real standard that we have to live by other than what the world thinks of us. Well, and you've said again, another powerful word, and that's love. Sharon, have you ever considered the fact that God's wrath is a sign of his love? Well, my wrath in disciplining my children is a sign of my love to my kids. So why wouldn't it be the same for God? That is absolutely correct. But how many people join those dots? Because when you speak of the wrath of God, you think of alienation from him from all eternity Uh, applying it to you as a person. Well, I think what happens to us is no different than the plank eye syndrome. You know, what we want others to live by, we're not willing to live by ourselves. Yes, I will refer you to someone that I'd study, and that's Oswald Chambers. I don't know that I agree with him on every jot and tittle, but that is in material. He's a great resource to go to. And he says in one of his books, the characteristic of a man without the Spirit of God in control or abiding or even being in a man has no power of perception to perceive how God wants to work in ordinary circumstances. So if the Spirit is not abiding and living within in us as a person, If we are not under his control, Uh then the ability to discern will not be possible. Okay. Because we will not have the perception to perceive how God's working in a daily circumstance. So when we analyze, we'll analyze through our own opinions and understandings. And preferences, yes. And and, and that situation, uh, Sharon, let's don't ever forget that we have filters in our mind And some of those filters come from how we have had things happen to us or Mm -hmm. training or lack of training. And those filters influence us. But perception and discerning is not something that you just get with the ABCs. Okay. Um, One of the reasons that we can always look at we are probably discerning wrong is if we start to work from a suspicious nature. Okay. And that is, oh, what did they do or how has that affected me? And we let suspicion arise. They did that on purpose. Yes. They did that just to get at me. Yes. Right. Yes. And and suspicion is never of the Lord. Don't ever try to say your suspicious nature came from the Holy Spirit. Now, you may have a spirit or a check that causes you to move forward cautiously. You may be cautious in your affirmation. Uh, There's even a word that says that sometimes you're discerning, you pull back and withdraw because there's opposition to it. Okay. So we have to recognize that 
There is a difference between a person being devoted to principles and a cause, and a person being devoted to a person. And when our lives are always centered around finding out what Jesus Christ's mind is, then we won't get drawn up into just a principle. Well, that's the right thing to do. Well, maybe it is, but it may be applied in the wrong way. Jesus Christ always has to be the person who is centered in our discernment. So when we analyze and distinguish and when we question or inquire, then that all has to go through the filter of Christ, not the filter of self. Yes, that's a good way to put it. Okay. Very good way to put it. Let me give you an example. Okay. This is one of the chapters that I always go to because I believe it is the scriptural process. I have to go back to Romans 2. In Romans 2, verse 1, it says, You are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge, for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. Now, I'll give you a painful illustration, and that is when someone may be on your case or giving you a hard time and you want to lash out in anger, it may be that the Lord is allowing that person in your life to expose to you a hidden fault, and you can't see it, but when you see it in somebody else, and you see the response that it provokes in you, it's like a red light going off. It's like a siren. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And your conscience is wanting to be your guide. And instead of listening to your conscience, which is being controlled by the Holy Spirit, you're not listening to your conscience and responding, but you are reacting in your own strength and your own thinking. So really, it's a gift that somebody is irritating you. (laughs) Now, I know that's really taking a negative and turning it into a positive. But it really does expose the hidden things that are in our heart. When, When we find ourselves in frustration, we will, if we are reacting or acting out in anger or irritation, then we can see ourselves more clearly. Yes, because sometimes, now let's just stay in Romans here and go over to verse 15, because a conscience has two way of helping you to discern. You will either say, that person is in bondage and I need to be in prayer for them. Or my conscience says, you are of like-minded. What I'm showing you in that other person is what the Lord is wanting to show you in your own life. So your conscience will amend or condemn. Okay. And nowadays, we don't like negative thinking. We don't like hard sayings. And so we will just shut that conscience down. Consequently, we're shutting down the ability of knowing how to discern also. And when we shut that conscience down, then we become dull of hearing. Therefore, leaving the path that the Lord has taken us on and the point of departure is the point of return and we need to come back to that place and agree with him that that's where we need to return to so that our conscience can hear the Holy Spirit once again. And that's why mentoring matters. 
Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.